All right, everybody. Welcome to the second Saturday of the month. I have not one, not two, but three guests here, and we're just going to have the most amazing conversation ever. And I don't want to introduce them. They're going to introduce themselves. So meet some of my friends that I do school with and life with. And uh, the three of you, who I can see, but nobody can, but that's okay. Introduce yourself by saying what your name is, how you spend your days, and your favorite late night snack, which we all know is going to be a big deal. So uh, does anybody want to start? Anita. I'll start. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we tried. We tried. Volunteered too late. Go for it, Anita. Oh, okay. So my name is Anita. Um, and I, uh, what do I do? I teach voice at Western University part-time. And I had a previous life as a performer, which I don't really do anymore. Um, so uh, the other parts of my day are as a mom to a teenage son and a student taking two seminary classes. And I really am an old lady, um, literally and figuratively, <laughs> in that my favorite late night snack is a glass of warm milk, a cup of warm milk. But I've been doing <laughs> this amazing. for like more than two decades. So like I've been an old lady in that regard for a long time. I feel like I need to try this and have a cup of warm milk at night. I've never, ever done that. (laughs) Going to try new things. Okay, who's next? I'll go next. (laughs) (laughs) I got to volunteer at some point. Um, So my name is Sylvia. And what I do all day is I problem solve with a four, a three, and a one and a half year old. Um, it's very interesting. We go through everything together from morning until night because I stay at home with them. They are lovely and loud and it's a lot of fun and very frustrating. It's everything all at once. It's great. Um, my favorite late night snack, uh, I think if I could have a little bowl of chips every night, I think that would be great. But here's the thing. They can't be plain chips like the whole original flavor that that's not a flavor that's just (laughs) wow bold statement it's just oil flavored potatoes like and no one wants to eat oil you gotta have some sort of flavoring like and anything anything except original that's my jam and we're starting off with a controversial conversation to have original chips or not (laughs) Uh, also sorry i I hope that that's great your description of your day was fantastic (laughs) it was such a great description I liked it well yeah it is what it is uh okay last but not least I guess that leaves me I'm Joel I'm a dad and a husband and a manager at an insurance company in a legal department that's my day job and when I'm not doing that or chasing after my kids um, I'm often playing board games or studying seminary courses uh, at Tyndale with the rest of my friends here. And uh, my favorite 
late night snack. I have had the warm milk before and I can attest that that's awesome. So maybe that also makes me an old lady. <laughs> um, but uh, my uh, my favorite late night snack is anything with peanut butter. So if it's peanut butter on crackers or pretzels or just just about it, it just or just out of the jar. Um, <laughs> Ted Lasso got me onto uh, leaving a jar of peanut butter open so you can go by and finger in and where you go. And uh, it sounds pretty good to me. So. Wow, I never never... fills the cracks of the heart. (laughs) And that's the end of the podcast. Peanut butter fills the cracks of the heart. Joel. (laughs) Joel, have you ever tried taking a little bowl of uh, chocolate chips? You melt them in the microwave with a little dollop of peanut butter in the middle and you can like dip apples into it or whatever. It's amazing. The other thing you can do is you can put the peanut butter on the cracker and then stick Mm -hmm. that into the bowl of chocolate chips. And it's basically a Reese's Pieces, so. Whoa, new level. That is amazing. I haven't tried that. Okay, so Anita, Joel, Sylvia, and I have, I think for the last three years, been doing seminary courses together. I know that I've been doing it for three years, but I think we're all at different points in our journey. But uh, we're all focusing in on an MTS, which is a Master's of Theological Studies. So we have intentionally chosen to study the Bible really in depth on some level. Uh, and so we take courses together uh, through Tyndale Seminary in Toronto, but we get to do it together in London, uh, do online courses, discussion, and all that sort of stuff. And actually, quite honestly, after we record this, we're going to be discussing some topic about the history of Christianity, which is going to be fantastic. But the reason that I wanted to bring these three together for our second Saturday of interviews is, one, not only am I gifting you with three brilliant minds, but they're also three just amazing people with awesome hearts and have lived out their faith very, very intentionally. So the question that I want to start off with the three of you is, one, why have you intentionally chosen to study the Bible and why do you think that's important for your faith walk? And then how has that, how do you balance that out, like the intentional study with living out your faith in a very practical sense in your day-to-day life? Should I choose who starts? It is interesting when there's like four of us. Uh, Joel. Good. Um, so what uh, what prompted um, the deeper study, prompted Tyndale, prompted uh, education? So for me, uh, it was, uh, I think it was five years ago now, I believe it was the fall of 2016. And I was, um, at that point, my kids were five and three. And as kids do, they start asking more and more complex questions, which has only continued over the last uh, the last five years. But um, uh, so it really started out for just a desire to um, be able to answer questions um, that they were already having, and I assumed they were going to have more of. And then, as uh, as your kids ask you questions, you often have more of your own questions that flow out of that because um, it was some of their fairly simple questions started to cause. Uh, me to reflect on some things that I sort of took for granted or just believed because I had always believed in them rather than sort of evaluating why I believed it. So um, that was the key for me, um, really was was a desire just to understand more. And it's uh, now it's become a bit of a passion. I uh, sort of said I was going to take one course and, and see where it went um, without sort of a fixed goal in mind. And two thirds of the way through an MTS now, uh, taking it roughly one course at a time for the last uh, four or five years, it's, uh, it's becoming a a goal still no perfect fixed direction, but something I'm excited to finish now. So. 
Sorry, the second question. Uh, I think it was a two-part question. I feel like that answered the first part, but not the second part. Uh, that's okay. Let's pause on that first part and um, okay. go to Anita and Sylvia as well. Okay. Well, um, I consider myself a bit of an accidental student. Um, uh, about, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago, I, I felt called away from um, my professional pursuits, uh, a career that I had really loved. Um, and uh, I knew that um, um, Tyndale was, uh, or, or um, North Park was kind of hosting these Tyndale classes. And so I did one as uh, an auditor. And uh, that was kind of an odd class, but I thought, hmm, maybe I should uh, try taking one, enrolling. So I had to, I could be an occasional student uh, uh, to take it. So I did that. And it was a way actually of testing the waters to see if I might want to go back to school uh, and, and for a new direction. I wasn't thinking theology at that point, um, but uh, since I hadn't been in school for decades, um, uh, I thought it was a good way to test the waters. And I loved that first class that I took. I loved my um, fellow students, my colleagues, and um, and uh, I just felt like I wanted to go further. And uh, through not only the study at Tyndale, but through my own uh, practice of reading and praying, um, God has just taken me in a completely different direction. And so I am um, actually an MDiv student and um, not full-time yet, but I plan to be uh, starting next fall. And uh, I'm not sure where God is leading me exactly, but he's revealing himself. He's revealing who I am uh, in this process as well. So it's, it's um, yeah, uh, the outcome is a little uncertain, but um, I feel like this whole journey has been one of obedience. Mm. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. Okay, Sylvia, what's your story? I just got so mesmerized listening to Anita's story that I forgot the question. You like know, I was I was actually there too. I <laughs> yeah. Oh, I um, could listen to you talk all day, Anita. We'll just hand the mic over to her. She'll just keep talking. <laughs> uh, no, it's why did you choose to intentionally study the Bible through an MTS per se? I know there's lots of ways to intentionally study the Bible, but we've all chosen an MTS. Um, so for me, I have always loved school. I've always loved learning and I've always loved teaching. Um, and I always knew that I wanted to go back for more schooling. Um, after I graduated from an undergrad, I, I knew that I wanted to do some sort of work, uh, primarily so that, um, that Jason and I could, um, have, you know, a good life, but also so that I could start squirreling away some money for the schooling that I eventually wanted to do. Um, and really, and honestly, it didn't matter to me what schooling I did at that point. I just knew that I wanted to go back to school because I love the world of academia so much. Um, and then I started to you know, get to that point where um, it made sense for me to start looking at programs. And I just happened to be in the education stream at the time. Um, I was teaching um, 
preschool to three and four year olds. And I was also teaching um, adults at college who had special needs. I was helping them integrate into the college life and teaching them skills like uh, how to write sentences, how to write papers, how to do research. Um, I was helping them through um, anxiety and depression and um, and the sorts of things that that happen when you go to college and you're you're navigating life for the first time. Um, and so I started looking at, you know, well, what adult education classes could I take? What masters could I do there? Um, and then I was challenged by a couple different people in my life, actually, um, to start looking at how I was spending my time uh, within the church as well, because I had also been leading triads and leading small groups. Um, and, and that sort of education just like it, it really got me excited. So honestly, I, I feel like I kind of just landed here. Uh, it wasn't very intentional. I, I just have always had this desire to go to school and I really like studying the Bible. So I thought, hey, why not keep it going? And like Joel and Anita, I have no idea where this will lead me, um, but I love school and I love the Bible. And so the two kind of merge in this program. I love how very different your three stories are. Like you have one sparked from kids asking questions to another one of like total life change direction and another one just loves the world of academia, which I can't relate to, but we're here together. <laughs> so somehow that worked. Um, okay. So through our process of like, we've all taken a bunch of courses now and we all know that there are some courses that are very thick and very swampy to walk through and sometimes you learn things that you're like why is this even important or how can this even be in the bible how does this even apply to my life and so we've all had to kind of sit in some of this stuff as we study so as you've kind of waded your way through swampy courses and deep facts about the bible and you know those types of things um how do you not let those types of conversations uh, keep you away from living your faith out in the day-to-day -day practical sense? Or how do those deep swampy things that you've learned, how have they impacted your day-to-day -day living out your faith? Hmm. I think my gut answer would be to your second question. Um, and Honestly, I think that when I first started this program and when I first started um, studying the Bible from a theological lens and from an academic lens, um, I came to it thinking that I had all the answers and that I was just going to go into this program and get more of the right answers to people's questions. And instead, I find that, you know, we're wading through really murky material like last term, I did the Old Testament theology course, and you read through Joshua and Judges, and all of a sudden you're hit with this, like, I'm sorry, the Israelites did what? Like, they <laughs> killed how many people? They decimated how many nations? And, like, this genocide seems to be okay? And and you're hit with these big questions that all of a sudden um, you, you don't have the right answer to. And sometimes you don't even have an answer to. And I actually find that for me, it has these studies and these murky questions, as you put it, 
um, they've allowed me to treat people with a little more grace and a little more um, humility and, and to understand that when people say, I don't get it, or um, when people say like, this is hard, or how can you believe in a God that, you know, whatever, I almost, I, I can empathize a little bit more and I can understand where they're coming from. Um, as weird as that is to say about like a theology heavy course, because you think it's going to be all about your head, but I think it's really changed my heart and how I interact with people. Mm. That's amazing. I would, I would follow up with that and say, I think actually, Maddie, you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head when you said like it's swampy and we have to sit in it. And that's for me, part of what I have enjoyed about it. Like the fact that it's, it's an opportunity to, to chew on something and just sit in the challenge and sit in the mess and and even just building off of what Sylvia just said about you know those challenging passages passages of scripture that it's okay to to sit there and to wrestle with them and that was something that that's been that's been a new learning for me that it's okay to find those passages challenging and not just take them sort of at face value and say well because this is what it says therefore I should just you know I guess it's good and move along and instead to actually sit there and, and wrestle and um, and to be freed from the fear that um, that's not okay. Because um, I think, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the church and it was it was easy to sort of, you know, you, you sort of have Sunday school style um, learning and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's tremendously important and it's great. But I think a lot of us tend to just sort of stop there and um, don't actually you know, start, start chewing on the food of the faith. And we just sort of, uh, if you go back to the milk now, it's amazing. That was unintentional. And now we're back to warm milk, but, 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 but like, <laughs> that was perfect. Sorry, I wasn't even trying to do that. It just happened. Um, so good. but, but, uh, but yeah, like I, I, I think a lot of, a lot of times we get comfortable with just sort of just being, listening to the Bible stories and just sort of coasting along with that or picking the ones that are comfortable to us. Um, and it, and it sort of forms an incomplete faith. So I think for me, the ability to wrestle with things has allowed me to integrate it, uh, integrate faith and scripture and theology actually into my life rather than the, um, you know, the Sunday school version that I sort of had for, for a long time. Wrestling is one of my <laughs> choice words these days, too. Um, you know, the world is the murky place. And um, I think uh, studying uh, scripture, uh, studying theology, um, just helps us develop some critical thinking skills as well that we can apply um, uh, in everyday life. Uh, and I, I mean, I think it was G.K. Chesterton, right, who talked about having a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other, mm -hmm. and that we're called as Christians to make some sense out of all of that. And uh, so I feel um, these courses, and, and they're usually over uh, 12 weeks, and you dive in and you have great conversations with colleagues, as we, we do every week, um, or as when we met um on the campus of North Park, but also there are these online forums and you're interacting with students, um, sometimes from completely different denominations and different viewpoints. Um, and uh, professors give feedback and you listen to their lectures and it's just, um, yeah, it sharpens our thinking skills. Um, and it, I think, 
spiritual maturation, which is something we should all be striving for, is a process. It doesn't happen overnight, and hopefully it keeps happening throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love just the the whole idea of like, you read scripture and you really dive into it, but like we've all learned that it's like, it's hard work and it's, there's a wrestle and there's no clear black and white answer, especially if you're holding a newspaper in the other hand, as you said, Anita. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a wrestle. Um, but one I think totally worth entering into. And obviously we've chosen to do it in an academic form, uh, but there's so many other ways that people can wrestle with scripture, like through different studies, through small groups, triads, uh, on your own. Um, there's so many different ways to do that, to help grow and like mature spiritually, as you said as well. Um, okay. My final question for you, which I actually didn't prep any of you with, um, what has been your favorite course that you've taken so far and why, if you have a why? I know you have to think back on all of them because we've, we've covered a lot of years. I can go first. I, um, and I think if, if I know from, from kicking around this question in the past, I think I'll be the only person with this answer, but that's cool. Um, so for me, it was, it was a biblical interpretation. And for, and the reason is simply just because it's been so foundational. It, it really restructured the way that I, I have read the Bible and, and I would say actually not just read the Bible, but read almost everything. Um, being far more aware of um, the internal and the, the bias that I have, the culture that I'm living in, how I'm bringing that to what I'm reading and bringing that to my interpretation of what I'm reading. Um, so it's really taught me how to, it, I, f- I feel it really taught me how to read the Bible, but also taught me how to read um, just full stop. Um, and just uh, giving the, uh, the other, the other, my other, the other reason I love that course and will be always indebted to the professors because he really, um, highlighted the need for uh, humility in, in academics and and the way he phrased that and the way he stressed that has been um, really important to me and it's something I've really carried forward into, into many other aspects of my life as well so I feel very indebted the way that he sort of said you know hold your opinions uh, with open hands um, and you know have opinions and and defend them but do so with the with the understanding you know there's often an alternate viewpoint and you might be wrong and I think now there's lots of things, you know, I would have thought five years ago that I was a thousand percent sure we're right. And now I might look back and be like, hmm, maybe not quite so right. Um, or at least, you know, there's maybe a bit more gray there too. So um, both, uh, so for me, it's definitely biblical interpretation. But that said, um, I can honestly say I've loved all the courses. I haven't necessarily loved all the work of all the courses, uh, but uh, the learning from all of them, uh, it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a great journey. The way that you describe that course makes it sound so appealing, but I, I did not like that course. <laughs> so, that was uh, a tough course. Yeah, yeah, I was not a I fan. I haven't taken that course yet. I like. I want to take it so badly. Stick with I'm Joel's perspective. That, I'm holding a hope that Sylvia will maybe join me in my in, in in the love of that course. If not, I'm okay to be the the lone person on the on the on this one. It's all good. It's all good. I'm so grateful for that course and I learned a lot, but it was uh, the most exhausting in some ways. Just maybe it, it challenged me the most, I think. All I remember about that course was one day there was four hours worth of lecture for one week. And I just, I just like put it on my kitchen counter and like baked all afternoon. Cause I was like, there is no way I'm sitting through all of this. And it was so dry. <laughs> so Joel, if you were teaching it, maybe I'd like it, but. 
Oh, well. well I pre- I'll, I'll take that. I appreciate that. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe someday. Ooh, that can be your direction. Teach biblical interpretations oh, one day. There you go. Your there future you go. has been set. You know, I feel like my favorite course is what, whatever one I'm actually taking. <laughs> and uh, um, I'm taking two right now. And I love both of them. I love uh, history. I find, well, I, I took... Um, um, the earlier history course in the summer as well and when we'd have these forum questions I could bring them up to my family I, I, I my family I live with you know some history buffs so to um, uh, uh, be reading this stuff and wrestling with some of the uh, issues that would come up and then bring them up at at a meal was uh, terrific and so I've in, enjoyed engaging with my family around history um, but I'm also right now taking a spiritual formation class, which um, is, is completely different. It's a really the least academic of the classes that I've had so far. And um, uh, we've, been, we've, we've gone through this workbook about um, uh, reading the Bible different and diving into scripture in a different way. And I've appreciated that because it's about, um, and there was, there's one practice called Lectio Divina. It's this ancient way of reading scripture. And I've loved, um, uh, I, I just love the week that I really spent going there. And I, I plan to revisit that um, after my course is over um, because it allowed me to read script, scripture more with my heart and less with my mind and maybe mm-hmm. um, at a time when I'm diving into this academic work, like just to be reminded that scripture also speaks to the heart. Um, yes, I, I, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm, I'm loving that and being challenged and just, um, I feel like I'm really growing in different ways. So yeah. That's awesome. Sylvia. Um, if I had to choose one course, I think that it would actually be our worship and liturgy course. I was thinking the same um, thing. Well, and for me, the um, the book, You Are What You Love, I can't remember if it was required reading or if it was like additional reading. Yeah. Um, the first half of that book specifically, it just, it made me stop and think about the way that I'm doing things and not just you know, the way that we worship, but even like the setup of my own home, how the setup of my home really reflects the heart of my family and little decisions that we make, like, well, do we get a second TV? And if we do, where do we do it? And and not only that, what does that, or what rhythms will that contribute to in our home? And like, think like little things like that, Mm -hmm. that I never would have thought of before that actually influence and shape your being um and i never thought about it in that way um so yeah i I think that the worship and liturgy course has stuck with me the longest and the questions that kept coming up in that course i continue to ask myself almost every day Mm -hmm. yeah that was a fantastic course i actually went and reread that book a couple months ago so it's you are what you love by uh is it james yeah yeah highly recommend Um, yeah, I find with that course, it shaped my perspective of how I walk into a Sunday service and just like the flow of it and what you see and 
um, yeah, I, it, yeah, it shaped how I view the service in drastic, like dramatic ways. So, okay. We are nearing the end of our time. Any, uh, bombs of wisdom that you guys want to drop on anybody <laughs> or things that you've learned nothing along the way? Take, nothing that would take less than 20 minutes to dive in. So no, <laughs> we'll stay tuned for part two, everybody. <laughs> All right, so with that, we are going to conclude our second Saturday here with interviews. Thank you so much to you three for joining us, to Anita and Joel and Sylvia. And uh, I guess we're going to go discuss now. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another interview.